Mastery, episode 204, higher, faster, and further than ever before this <laughs> 9th of March 2019. I am your crash test pilot, Alex Garth on Marsh, and with me is Scroll Invader, Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. Ha <laughs> How are you today? I am well, thank you very much. <laughs> it was a good day today. It I is. Every, today. It's a great day today. I feel I feel better as a human being. Great day to be alive. Every day is a good day to be alive. I don't care. Every day is good. No matter how bad things get, it's better than being dead. Well, there's always that to the pain thing from the Princess Bride. I'm not fond of that. Yeah, that's true. You, if you're in the yeah. one situation, then you know. yeah, yeah, there's that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Doug says, "LOL, the final line mission done. That's a good day. That is a good day. Get that mission yep. done." But other things we're doing today on Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, RPG Fundamentals, ooh, clickbait title alert, how to hack your game master to keep yourself alive. That's right. Now, th- this will work for any game. I did not make it game specific. So it's it's plug and play for whatever campaign you're in. See, you were looking for subjects to go with. And I don't know why you didn't go with mine, how to properly ERP. But you know what? That's fine. You can go with this okay. too. <laughs> Next time. Heathen Dogs ERP tips. Next, <laughs> RPG Fundamentals. If you don't know what that means, kids, don't look it up. Don't, All right. Don't do it. Uh, on Garthon's comic poll, we have Red Sonia number two, The Amazing Spider-Man number 16.hu. I don't know what that means. I don't know why. Ho- hopefully you'll tell us. I, I think I have an idea of why it's there, and it's dumb. And actually, yeah, maybe not. Anyway. And Star Wars colon Vader hyphen Dark Visions pound sign one. What? That's what it says. <laughs> okay. Vader Dark Visions number one. Um, yeah, it's a it's a comic. I dare you to guess who it's about. Oh, oh, oh! I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> There is this. No, just no. All right. And the RNG, Marvel's Captain Marvel review by Garthon. Yeah. David Lair says no ERP is just no. So he knows what it is. I'm proud of him for being against it. I'm Family proud of friendly. You shouldn't even brought it up. Now it's all over chat. So it's so permanent now. <laughs> well, now you have to do it. Damn it. I don't think I can. I don't think I'm allowed. Well, step one is gain consent. Just so you know. All right. Oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> I don't even. I, I don't know why I know that feel bad for knowing that <laughs> you should sometimes you come across information just in general in your life and you it gets stuck in your head and you just it's nothing you've ever used or will use yeah. you don't have the complete story you just know certain frameworks of it yeah and you then don't want it there repeat that information and people are like you certainly know a lot about opium production and it's like i saw a documentary <laughs> once sorry by the way i work for the dea <laughs> yeah you know next thing you know <laughs> ah, a lot of those techniques you're talking could be used for human trafficking. Yeah, they could. Oh, why why are the handcuffs coming out? You know. <laughs> ah, but a special thank you to our current top subscribers. Look at these very Twitch subscribers. We love each and every one of you and give you a big hug if we saw you in person. Yep. And they, next weekend you're gonna be happier subscriber because we got twenty five dollar gift cards coming. That's right. Coming on this next week, the sixteenth, we are having Correct. our we monthly subscriber giveaway. So be here for that. Lots of stuff happening for that. Also, non-subscriber giveaway stuff, but the good stuff is mm-hmm. for subscribers. Right. Especially thank well, you to, to... Well, you know, depends. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the slide. You'll see. 
thank you to our top donation at Patreon, especially uh, Baldahar through Streamlabs. And, uh, Zon through Twitch. Wow. Oh, no. Zon also just, what was it, today or yesterday? He gifted something like 11 subs. That man's insane. It's fucking crazy. Um, the, man, the man is crazy. January Patreon. Like our, our patrons, thank you so much. Uh, Brian Hicks at 24 months. Share us it over a year. Aaron Matthews, thank you so much. Video games, thank you all the all the donations. We appreciate it. our current goals. We're trying to do a thousand Twitch. We're at seven twenty. Oh, going up again. Love it. Mm -hmm. Getting close to those goals. Trip subscribers has gone up. YouTube subscribers got up. Trying to two thousand there. Page up subscribers steady. Steady. Gonna say that. Uh, remember, steady is not sexy, but it's good. That's right. Let's know what goals you are. You what uh, content you're looking for, and what will happen if we meet these goals. For each goal hit twenty nineteen, we have a special contest for that venue supporters. Fall for goals. Our recent 2019 held for three months. Ellen will have special giveaway contest prizes worth at least 1000 including special computer component from our friend Heathen Dog and an epic painting done by me of you in an epic situation. Whatever situation you want. It Almost. just has to be epic. There, uh, there, you know, I have. There are well, standards. Well, yeah, uh, I'm sure like a Caligula party is Yeah, that is not epic, happening. But... That's not happening. Nah, Family-friendly probably... show. Eee. The show, your your picture could be as PG-13 as our show is. How's that? There you go. Done deal. <laughs> uh, remember, tell everyone, friends, family, nerds like you, social media retweet. Let everyone know because we have over 200 family-friendly weekly live streams. Every week. Every week. 200. That's insane. I don't know how we do it. Well, actually, I do. Elgarian. Elgarian, yes. With Elgarian amazing the Avatar content and other games. Super fun guy. Super chill. Super mellow. He is the Bob Ross of Twitch. Yep. I will say that. He's the video games. That, answer. Bob, Bob Ross. He's the answer. I have nothing else. To, yeah, I, I can't fight that. Yep, yep. I saw Just him build. I saw him setting up happy trees in a compound the other day. So. <laughs> it's true. It's true. He was. <laughs> Isn't that 200 plus hours? I don't care. Probably. It probably is hours, not actual individual shows. Either way. Yeah. That's a lot. Garth and Heathen Dog team up because Garth cannot be left on his own. So nope. we all appreciate that, Heathen Dog. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Happy trees doing deck. Exactly. Oh, the, no, I got triggered. The community created content. Oh. <laughs> join it. Join the Legion. Spread the word. Join us at Discord, Twitter. Tweet us, Legion Myth. Watch us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch. Audio version of our streams are available on SoundCloud, iTunes, or the live stream. Uh, Google Play Music. Find podcast archives everywhere. Let us know what interests you. And if we care, we will meet that. We, you know, if, it's, if it aligns with our goals. If you're like, I need can. to know more about how to sire proper kittens. It's like, no, we. This is not a cat breeding channel. We're not uh, going to talk about that. You know, animal husbandry is, while it's a hobby of ours, it's not the primary sure. focus of the Legion of Myth. Definitely not cats, though. <laughs> wolves. I I do wolves, and Gar Garthon is trying to bring back the saber toothed tiger. I've been trying for a while. I've determined that, that that if you try to breed cats with mammoths, not the way to do it. No, no. It ends up with a with a mess. Various <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patreon subscriptions. Thank you so much for appreciating your donations. Get to your gear shop .com. We appreciate guys. Thank you so much. Uh, coming activities. We just talked about this. The mm -hmm. subscriber giveaway is coming up 16th of March 2019 for every five sub entries to activate up to $325 Amazon gift card. You all know it by now, kids. Five entries is one card, ten entries two, so on, so on, so on. Ten follower entries will actually up to one of two Steam games, plus a soft cover copy of Champions Complete 6th Edition. That's, That's right. right. Uh, actual physical Hero, book. Actual physical book. Hero, we got in touch. Well, um, actually, I got in touch with Hero Games, and uh, one of the people over there sent me over a copy. I got it in the mail a couple days ago. 
So I'll be giving that away, shipping it to wherever it's got to go. That's right. That's right. We love the support we're getting from various companies, and that is helping us give create even better giveaways for you, our listeners and viewers. We appreciate it. Also, don't forget, in Gen Con 2020, these dates are approximate. We are going to be there. And you can join us. We do want you to join us. Ticket registration is in January 2020. Activity signed at May 2020. Events is in August of 2020. We know it's early, but start planning now because right. things sneak up on you. Yeah, we, we get enough people. I'll, I'll, run a, I'll run an impromptu Legion game. Yeah, that'd be nice. Pro- probably Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, Call of Cthulhu is fun. Yeah. Very it's good. really good for a one-shot game. It's good for one-shot because everyone's <laughs> probably going to die anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right, Twitch free schedule. Here it is. We'll talk more about it later. Just know every day of the week there is a stream. You can find our schedules many places online. Razor says COC. Yeah, Call of Cthulhu. So, thank you very much. Max Leo streams on YouTube Mondays, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. Hi, the children. Uh, hang on. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a special caveat to this. It's, it's usually 12 to 2, but our daylight savings time happens two weeks before his daylight savings time. So now, Central time, it's going to be 1 to 3 instead of noon to 2 for the next two weeks. All right. Then I'll go back. Yeah, and I'll go back. Angry, goes over news topics, plays video games, rants and raves. Not so much raves. He mainly rants. He doesn't rave as much as he used no, to. No, no. It, it's very ranty. Though. It is very ranty, though. Yes. Feel the anger. Feel the love of the angry slow show. Elgarian streams, like we said. Soda streams. Prizes every soda stream. Stream soda mm-hmm. almost every day of the week. Definitely Monday through Friday. Sometimes on the weekend as well. Usually. True. At 9 a.m. Central. Monday and Tuesday nights, he's doing Room World. Wednesday night, uh, miscellaneous games. Thursday and Sunday nights, he's with Heathen Dog and Gartham playing Star Trek Online. And Friday and Saturday night, Shroud of the Avatar. So, hey, check mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that, you could. Max has mellowed some. That's he's right. It, it has he can't been, rage as much as he used to. It has been written that men do not become more moral as they get older. They just have less energy. Fair. Yep. Here's a rating system. One, one bad, five good. Disclaimer. Yeah, that's all I got to know. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Max Leo and his obsessive, compulsive need to write out and dictate and to actually have conceptualized and realized an exact protocol for every step of the system. Just so you know. He was in the military too long. And he's been working for the military too long. That's, that's it. it he's, you know, so, mm-hmm. and even, I don't, and that's just not, that's just part of it. A whole cornucopia of mental issues that makes the Angry <laughs> Slow Show so interesting to be a part it's of. It's true. It's true. <laughs> you, so the normal person is not going to know what's going to set him off. He'll, he'll be talking about like the, 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 uh, the article will talk about bunnies. And for some reason that, that will, that will move his brain over to uh, uh, child abduction. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know how that, I can't connect that dot, but, uh, but he can. Yep. He's amazing that way. And that's why we love him. I'm not picky on him. I'm actually applauding him for his abilities. Mm. I couldn't do that. If I could, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't. No. Unless I had to, like there was, mm. a, but that, that's why Shlo was there. Right. Disclaimer. We used to quarter star system and have no granularity. <laughs> Oh. oh, I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> we actually need a one one to one hundred scale. There you go. <laughs> Sadly, I made him understand all too well. 
<laughs> Sadly, I understand him all too well since Brave's Lair. Oh, that's okay. We like you too. Alright, disclaimer. The world takes all types. Hmm. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. <sighs> Everyone take a deep breath. Because upcoming is Heathen Dog's Heathen Dogma, RPG Fundamentals, where Heathen Dog speaks about fundamental activities dealing with role-playing games and how they could benefit you and those at your table. Is that good? That was pretty good. But I want to let everyone know, sometimes you just need to bring the world together, because the world takes all types of people, my friend. You need your people who are really granular and anal retentive. You need the people who are more inspiration. You need the people to dance, to sing, to talk, to build, to think, to grow together. You need to bring the world together to sing in harmony. And then, as we're all one together, we could use our individual skills and talents to use them to benefit ourselves and others through benefiting ourselves. And thus, in this glorious combination where everyone lifts each other on their shoulders, one man could lift to rule them all with an iron fist. Heathen Dogs, Whoa. Tabletop RPG Fundamentals, How to Hack Your GM. Wow. Wow. Okay. Thank you very much. And remember, everyone, what's the big red thing coming up? Bing. Subscribe! Subscribe. That's right. If you watch this YouTube, please subscribe to get awesome content like this into your feed. Now, How to Hack Your GM. It sounds bad. It's not bad. All right? It's a combination of getting him getting into his subconscious and just being a better player all right but being a better player alone is not going to help you you have to teach your gm to love you all right the five easy steps i'm going to walk you through them here's here here they are and then we're going to go through them one at a time all right number one handicap your character i'm going to oh, explain what okay. that means but character creation is your first chance to get inside his squirrely little mind all right you want to live there Okay, you, you want to paint the walls inside his head. This is where you start. All right. After that, when you're actually playing, if he introduces an NPC, you talk to them. GMs love it when people talk to the NPCs. Okay, they're important to the story. They're going to get you information that you're going to need later on to make it all very easy. All right, that's easy. That's boom. That's oof. Now, you move the plot forward. Okay, every time you're in a group, once in a while, it's going to happen. They're going to get stuck. All right. They're going to get stuck. They're going to start doing logical circles around each other, you know, or around the, around the logical maypole. They're just going to keep running around it. If you get them unstuck, you're, you're again inside your GM's head. Your character is most important. Your character keeps the story flowing hmm. in his head. And then you stay in character as much as possible, not just with NPCs, with the group as well. You only break, there's only one time you break character. And I'll tell you when that is. And then the final number five, be the glue. Keep your group together. If your character keeps everyone going, keeps everyone happy, keeps everyone in line. Again, GM's going to notice this. He's going to remember this. He's going to think twice about killing off your character because he doesn't want to deal with the nonsense that'll happen afterward. So character creation. Okay. You're going to stand out in a crowd right away, and the crowd is the GM's head. 
you ask to adjust your stats down. Why would you do this? Well, because I'm, I'm going I'm to let you know. I'm going to let you know. Now, this works great for random generation only, like a, 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 where stats are randomly rolled. But you can do it with a, with a point system as well. You just got to be a little more finesse about it. All right. And when when he oh, Googles his eyes like, what? And his, his eyes go wide and say, why are you doing this? You say, I want to I want to role play. I, I want to I have an idea about my character. All right. And he's bad at this or, or she's bad at this. And I want to role play that handicap. Is that all right? Uh, what are they going to do? Say no? Yeah, they're going to say yes. It's really not a handicap. All right. You're just getting in his head. You don't tell them that that you've already planned to work around this, but you just get in his head that, that you are there to play. You're there to play. You're hundred percent. Your, that character is important to you and you're a good player. He's going to want to keep both of them around. Now you pick a stat that doesn't really matter. If you're a warrior, you pick wisdom. If you're a thief, you pick strength. Now uh, this is just an example, but the picture beneath me is the second edition advanced dungeons and dragons uh, ability score table for wisdom. Now, if you are a non-spellcasting character, Garthon, can you tell me what's the difference between having a wisdom of 14 and a wisdom of 8 by looking at this chart? Uh, nothing. Absolutely nothing. There is no difference if you're not a priest. None. Zero mechanical difference. That is in but second it, edition, though. In fifth, it would be. I know. This is just an example because I had the book. Yeah, I had the book out, but every every single game has this in common. There are ranges to pluses and minuses for all your stats. Some ranges are small. Some ranges like this are incredibly large. But if you were if you're playing a second edition ADD game and you and you were playing a warrior and you have a wisdom of 16, you say, hey, you know what? I have a concept. No, not 16. You have a wisdom of 12. You're like, I have a concept for my character. Can, can I take my wisdom down to eight? So I, I can play someone who may be smart, but without common sense. Huh. Yeah, you can. The game master thinks that you're gimping yourself. He has an emotional response to that. Logically, doesn't exist. That does not exist at all. You're, you're not nerfed at all. Nothing happened except in his own mind. Look at the game you're playing now. Look at the look at the ranges for the bonuses and minuses. See if you too can do this. Okay, Baldar says it depends on the. Oh, you're talking about beer. They're All talking. Right. They're talking about uh, how to how to properly bribe someone. Okay. All right. Now, number two, it was the NPCs. Told you that NPCs have names. Learn them. If the game master introduces an NPC, especially if the game master gives their name without anyone asking. That NPC is important. Your character must be the first one to initiate talking with them because the game master will remember that, that you, you or your character is the one that moved the story forward. Again, you want to live in his head. You want your character in his head at all times. He's thinking about you all the time. All right. Now, this is going to help everyone in the group, obviously, because the story will progress. And these 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 special NPCs, especially if they come, if the, your your adventure is in a module, these NPCs have the information you need to either complete the mission or complete it uh, much more easily. 
All right. And of course, if you're the one talking to them, the GM will remember this. You remember that you are valuable. Without you, the group will suffer. And now you need to stay alive. Remember, the GM isn't going to cheat to keep you alive. What I'm saving you from is being being randomly hit by something. Uh, getting getting randomly killed by excessive damage. GMs cheat like cheat on random rolls all the time. Why not make them cheat for you? And this is what they're doing. All right, this is this is what we're doing. You're getting in his head. You're living there, so he won't kill you with a random roll. All right, what's next? Next we have oh, keep the group moving. This this is this is the group that's in. That's around that that uh, that logical maypole is just run around in circles. It's like herding cats. You got to do it. Sometimes the group gets stuck. They start running circles. They start infighting. They start leaping before they look. All right. You have to be the one. Your character has to be the one. The one that says, hey, let's step back for a second. Go over what we know. And then everyone try and get some ideas. Now, I worded that correctly because if everyone steps back, and goes over the information, this gives the game master an opportunity to have someone roll a skill or roll an observation. The, the people have not come up with the answer, but their characters might. All right, again, you're in, you're in the GM's head. You allowed the story to go forward. Or be the one giving them an excuse to make up. If, if there's infighting, if characters are fighting, get in there, stop the fight, but do it in a way that's fun uh, get, uh, compromise, be, be the negotiator, whatever you got to do to make that fight stop to continue the story. Again, the game master notices this. Your character's pivotal. Be the one to suggest a scout. You know, the, the warriors want to just jump in that dark hole. No, 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 no. Hang on a second. Uh, why don't we throw down a torch, see how deep the hole is? Why don't we, uh, uh, throw some meat down there to see if any animals go for it. I mean, we can't see in that hole, right? Let's let's do that. Be that guy. Be 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 the guy that keeps everyone from falling into stupid traps. The GM will see that, and now the GM thinks you are the one. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. You live it in his head. Live it in his head. But paint, paint the I wall. think you'd have to be careful to make sure that. While you're doing it, you're still, like, staying, like, if you are, I am Grunt the Barbarian, and I grunt a lot, and I like to kill things, you would still have to make sure to do it in character. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm going to get to that. In fact, our very next slide. Oh, look at you, that. You made a character, play it. Do not break characters. GMs love when you role play. Why do they love it? They love to watch your story unfold inside their story. It just makes their story better, and they like that. In the back of their, in the, his subconscious, you're helping him tell his story when really you're just role-playing. You're having fun. They love it when you re, when you interact with the other characters as your character. Do not break character even when talking to the other players. Talk to their characters. Don't talk to them. GMs love that crap. Because of that, He's going to give you more information. If you never break character, he's not going to want the NPCs to stop talking to you. He's not going to want the bad guy to stop monologuing because you're riffing off of it. He's going to have fun. He's going to overshare and you're going to win. Now, doing this will keep you alive. The reason being, he's going to remember you helped him. Have fun. The rest of the group is going to, is going to like having your character around because, well, you get more information from everyone 
and you you're constantly having making everyone else role play too so everyone else's fun is increased and you help flesh out the gm story by always staying in character love it now there's only one time you break character i didn't put it in the slide because this is only the only time you break character during a game when you speak to the game master when you're speaking to the game master master asking him a question you ask as yourself every other time in every other scenario you are in character 100 percent of the time all the time notice my character does this no if you're always in character you don't have to say that you say i do this and everyone knows your character does it because you're always in character all right I and finally finally keep the group having fun everyone can have fun and you can you can be the one that helps about sometimes the players need help having fun if you stay in character you're going to help them role play okay you you let the gm hear you helping another player during a break if they have questions volunteer to answer them during a break so you're you're out of character you're not playing right now and you're answering his questions make sure the gm sees that make sure he hears that it's going to be back in his mind oh he's taking job he's taking work off my plate I can focus on other stuff. That's great. That's great. And give something to another player, to another player's character that will make the player happy. Your character does something or gives something during a game to another to another player's character that makes that character happy or makes that character more useful, you know, or or make makes that character more fun to play. Now, this is so the other players love your character. If the GM loves your character and the other players love your character, no one wants you dead. Nobody. And now, if the GM does kill you with a random roll or a, or a spike trap that there's really no no way to, uh, to search for, the other players are going to be pissed. Because your character's gone. He's going to have to deal with that. Any GM worth the salt is like, no, 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 no. I, I gotta re I'm going to think twice about this. I can have a whole angry group at me. I don't need that. There you go. These five tips, remember them. It will it will bring your character a long way. It's a long time from level one to level 20. That's true. Make, make, make sure you live to make that journey. These five steps, these five little tips, five little tricks will keep your character inside the GM's head to make him consciously or subconsciously want to keep you alive. That's true, but how do you deal with other players, though? Well, if you follow these tips and tricks, giving giving their characters things, helping them role play, answering questions, if, if you're a senior player during breaks... They're going to want to keep you around, too. I don't know. Some players, like, let's say that you always try to, like, interact first with the NPCs and you try to try to be the good guy. There are some people who are going to get resentful because they will have to, they feel that if they're, if everything's not revolving around their character, then the game's not going right and they're being ignored. Ah, see. Now, I'm not saying that these are good oh, players. No. I understand. I understand. I understand. But there's an easy way to mitigate that as well. You start the conversation. You get the conversation going, and then you back up. Uh, Let everyone else have a turn. You only need to get that NPC talking to to get the to get the campaign going. You only need to be the first one to ask a question to get inside the GM skull. That's it. Ah, uh, very true. Very true. You can give everyone their light. It's just the GM has to see you do it first. Then you can back up. 
That's true. I'm, just, I'm typing a an answer. Oh, I understand. Because uh, Ravenslayer is proposed nothing where a, there's a wish granted. If, would the ability be appropriate? And I say, well, sure, why not? In fifth edition, he's like, no, this is a wish granted from a djinn in first edition. Like, oh, no, that's different then, because djinns are total jerks, and they will on purposely twist a wish spell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you, so. you, have to, you have to have, like, five lawyers write that thing up. Yeah, because, yeah. So in his initial post, he said that uh, the wish was granted, like, he would gain knowledge of what magical property something had. But the twist was, but you can never share it with anyone. Right. In which case, if a djinn was doing it, oh, yeah, 100%. That's great. That's that's beautiful, actually. Yep. Or if you do reveal it, you die. You know, some stupid crap like that. So, but yeah, Jin would do that. But hey, anyway, um, these are some really good suggestions you have proposed for how to hack your GM. And you didn't even uh, put anything about bribery or offering Mountain no, Dew in no. exchange for XP See, or anything. Yeah, bribery uh, with the with the wrong group may in, may ingratiate yourself with a GM, but have the group hate you because it, they don't they don't want to spend money. And the to, wrong to GM could actually be very offended you would do something. Exactly. I've never met one, but yes, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. It's like, I don't think I can play with someone who, who, who thinks they could exchange this for favors in a game. So, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Are you going to have a follow-up with how to hack your fellow players? <laughs> no, that's not as important. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really control anything. No, no. Well, if, if, you follow, if you follow these five tips, the player's going to like you too. They're going to want to keep you around. So that's true. What'd you think of the segment? Did you like it? Do you have other tips? Think I should have had six, maybe seven, maybe 10. Go ahead and throw up in chat, throw them in the comments below. What are your thoughts on blatant social engineering of your game master? Yeah, if it's good enough for is Google, it it's good ethical? enough for me. Yeah, is it ethical? Is it moral? I don't think those things matter in a game, but Hey, go ahead and say so. And do you have any suggestion for future RPGs? I think next time I'm going to do GURPS, but uh, I'm not a hundred percent concrete on that so if you have a good suggestion throw it in here and you should uh, do gurps wild card gurps wild card it depends on what gurps one i have i forget which one that's what that's wild. It, it, yeah don't do that gurps okay. is an interesting system that'd be neat said gurps horse clans there are so many gurps supplements gurps cyberpunk gurps gurps supers is actually really good hmm. here's a green portrait of my friend ben franklin all right, thank you very much, Heathen Dog. Make sure not to miss an episode. Follow him on Twitch. Get notifications. He says, "Oh, I actually notified." Me. Oh, it's even better. Subscribe, because then you're uh, you can be part of subscribing like giveaways, like the one happening next week. And then you go to YouTube. You can subscribe there. Zap, zap, zap. Ding, ding, ding. With that little bell right there, and everything's good. Because you now you know when the video's been uploaded to YouTube, and you can watch it anytime at your leisure. That's right. I said it all sexy leisure. Leisure. If you want more Heathen Dog, you can find Heathen Dog on YouTube. Heathen Dog, Heathen Dog with segments, his anime and RPG segments, his team-ups, Neverwinter's Charge Comics, Garthland, Past Dreams, a lot of uh, horror and a lot of yeah. terrible yeah, things happening. Yeah, horror is my thing. Yeah. Because and just... pacifies no different. Because everyone <laughs> likes to make Heathen Dog cry. It's true. <laughs> I gotta tell you, uh, if if you, if you missed my first stream of Pacify, that, that one time that 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 shit got me good. I, I need <laughs> oh, to watch man. that. I need to watch. That. Oh, I jumped out of my butt. Oh my <laughs> god, I think I peed a little bit. And he did our streams Monday at 8 p.m. Central. He's doing Pacify, and it it is making him cry. So I uh, gotta look forward to that. Yep. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You're welcome. All right, everyone. 
It's time for Garthon's comic pull. Garthon's comic pull. Garthon gets comics, reads them, tells you about them. Subscribe! You can subscribe now and be notified on YouTube anytime the comic pull is uploaded. You can be the first one on your block to watch it on YouTube. Red Sonia, number two. Written by Mark Ooh. Russell. Art by Mirko Kolak. Colors by Darbla Kelly. Yes. Yes, I know. That looks like I just randomly hit the keys to the yeah, of Deborah like, or something. No, yep. it's, it, that's the name. And you had cover. a stroke on the, halfway through the word. Yeah, no, that's, that's what it is. All right. And cover by Amanda Connor and Paul Mounts. Her hair is on fire. Um, it's not a bad cover. All right. Yeah, it's, it's stylistic. Previously on Red Sonia. Uh, in issue one, says the new creative team, uh, we talked about that last month. She ended up becoming queen of Hyrcania through some shenanigans because the current people in charge were like, whoa, this emperor dude is going to murder all of us. Let's put someone else in charge and leave, which is what they did. <laughs> um, I was not a big fan of that issue. I didn't like the idea of her Sony being a queen. It's not really the character. I thought the writing was a little too modern, uh, especially for the mm. emperor. And so it's okay. This issue I liked a lot more. Um, I enjoyed the art style a lot more. I thought it was really fitting for what was going on. Uh, it felt very kind of dirty and medieval-ish. Actually, it's proto-medieval. It's Hyborian age. So it, the art felt really appropriate for what was going on. Uh, some of the speech was too modern still, especially the emperors. But yeah, we got over that last issue. They heard King Conan and Drag. Yeah, not necessarily. She, But yeah. Um so, like, this issue, like, starts off with the Emperor, like, going off to war, and saying goodbye to his wife and child, and Hopeless is actually, this isn't Hopeless, this is, uh, Mark Russell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Who's right. Hopeless, I think. Mark Russell. So, Mark Russell did this, and he just brings, like, this air to the, the Emperor I'm actually starting to really like. Like, if I had to give him a D&D &D alignment, he's not evil. He's lawful neutral. He's following the laws as set out. He has a curse set on him that if his empire stops expanding, he's going to die. And he doesn't want to die. Fair. So he has to keep expanding. It's just that's how it is. And when he's like locking people in sacks with scorpions and having them beaten, it's not like he wants to do it. He's not opposed to it either. But those are the laws and he follows the laws. You know, and so it's actually a very interesting kind of character where it's comical but what like in this scene that i grabbed these shots from uh from you know he goes to say he's saying goodbye to his wife what what you're not going to beg me to stay and she goes conquer don't conquer it matters not all is folly hey you're still mad at me for killing your father are you <laughs> she's like anger's folly too <sighs> this way for marrying a priestess of the lord of fools which let me guess was also folly that is correct <sighs> all right before i go i have to give for you cyril that's his son Okay. There are 60 knots in this rope. I want you to untie one knot for every day Daddy is gone. If you threw all 60 knots and now I'm not back, that means Daddy's been betrayed. If that happened, Daddy wants you to find the traitor and hang him with this noose. Can you do that for Daddy? Okay. You're such a good boy, son. Goodbye. Wow. That's hardcore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, in an earlier page, is another good one where uh, 
where he said, where his son's like, I don't want you to go die. He's like, ah, oh, sorry, so my daddy has to go to war again, or daddy's going to die because of the curse. And if that happens, your mother will marry someone else, and he'll have you killed so his son could be king. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and so it's like, partly it's like, it's kind of funny, but it's also like, dang. But then again, this guy That's is like super pragmatic, you start realizing. Mm-hmm. He's not evil. This is just kind of the course he has to take, and he's really honest about it. He tells his son, hey, do this. You know, I love you. And if this happens, it's because of my trade. And be sure to kill the guy who betrayed me, all right? And then anyway, he's like, oh, I'm going to miss these family moments most of all. It's like, wow. And I think that's an honest sentiment. So the Semper guy's actually really growing on me. Okay. Um, later in the issue, Sonya, you know, it's like, okay, army's run on... Uh, uh, an army run on its belly, but it, its fuel is actually gold, so... Let's see, let's see what we got in the royal vault. Like, okay, my queen, and they give her this golden key. It's like, all right, so that's the key to the vaults. They're like, uh, well, this is the total of the vaults. We probably would have melted down the key and sold it too, but it's the only way to open the vaults, which are empty. It's like, okay, crap. That's not, that's not great. She, well, she says, well, we're the greatest raiders around, so uh, if you find any merchants, right, just knock them over and take all their gold. So we're gonna have to do that. Send out our, our elite horseman unit to go do that. They're like, hey, they were kind of doing that anyway. Sure. Okay. So, but then she actually starts showing, like, her... Apparently, not only did they make her queen because they wanted to get the hell out of there, like, some of the sages saw the stars was their only chance of possible victory. Now they're saying. Mm-hmm. And so she looks at the map and said, okay, if this emperor... Because she pissed off the emperor bad, so he's coming with everything. And she's like, okay, we made him mad, so he's going to be coming with his full army. It's going to be too big to move that army over any of these things. They'll have to cross here over this river. So I'm like, okay, so Sonya's not dumb. Maybe she's a little too smart, but I kind of like it. Where she made him mad to force his hand so that he'd have to read everything, and then that would restrict his options for movement. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yes, he, he has to cross this river. So she immediately sets up her elite sapper unit, so every time they build a bridge, they burn it down. So they try to build two. They burn them both down. They're really good at being sneaky and hiding. Eventually, they delay him for weeks. Uh, before this happens, she knows where he's coming. She tells her cousin, who's part of the elite scouting, uh, elite horseman unit, it's like, all right, I don't want you anywhere near the front line. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm part of this army. I don't care if I'm your last blood relation. She's like, okay, I, I get what you're saying. I need you to do this... The merchant thing. I need my, my elite horse squad on that. But I thought there are other plans. I don't want you near the front line. And he's all ticked off. But hey. she gives him orders and off he goes. Suck it up. Yeah. So after they burn down the bridges, Sonya's up meeting with the Emperor. They have they actually have a meeting. And he's like, Look, yeah, I know, okay, okay. Things were said. I, someone was threatened to be put in a sack and drowned. That happens. You know what? Let's call it even. You swear fealty to me. I only kill half your people. Ah? Uh, and uh, we go on with our lives. And she tells him, no, nah, it's not going to happen. We're going to keep burning down your bridges because uh, that, that works well for us. So he baits her and taunts her and says, oh, I thought you were were strong. I'd heard you were tough. I guess you're too cowardly to fight me. Ooh. To which she goes, uh, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, we're weak? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Tell you what. You either move your army five miles back or five miles forward and we'll meet you there. How's that? Because we can't fight on a river. 
And her her seconds are like, uh, uh, Sonya, I don't think we should we should be stand. They have the biggest, most powerful army. She's like, shut up. We're gonna fight these idiots. We're gonna show them who's boss. Right. I should rewind a little bit there. That when he's it sounds taunting, like it's all an act. Well, when he's taunting her, at one part he says he tells her like, look, you got nothing. You're you're tough, but you got nothing. You got no money. I got you have nothing. I have more money in like my baggage train than you have in your whole kingdom. I have more troops. I have more servants for my troops than you have troops. I have more servants for my horses than you have troops. I'm gonna. But after that, you know, she's like, she takes the bait and says, you know, either move five five miles back, five miles forward. I'll meet you there. I'm not even gonna burn your bridges anymore. And she, her servants like, no, that's not a good idea. She's like, shut up, we're out of here. And then he's like, ha 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 to himself. And then he starts hearing. And actually, after they leave the tent, they're like, Sonya's like, trust me, this is going to, this works perfectly to our benefit. And then you see him think, hmm, just have to move the army. And then you start seeing, like, his kings, like, talk behind him, like, oh, did you hear that? He might, he's going to move his armies backwards. <gasps> this is the first time the Empress had to retreat. So he's like, oh, damn it. Because if he moves back, which is a stronger position for him, it shows weakness. It's the first time he's ever retreated from a foe. And all these kings he has under his thumbs as an emperor might start turning on him. So he has to go forward. It's like he's like, well, I never said we're going back. We're, of course we're going forward. What foolish notions! So they, you know, so they build a bridge to go forward. And it's like, if we had to build a bridge, yeah, it would, t- it would take weeks to get around this. But eventually they build the bridge, and they slowly start getting their troops over. Slowly getting their troops over. Right? And he's like, all right, take, take us weeks to get this. We're finally getting it. It's like, ah, we're finally going to meet them on the field of battle. It's like, well, they're like, well, not all the forces. Well, what forces haven't crossed yet? Well, the, the baggage train hasn't made it. It's like, oh, well, the back. Then he stops and thinks a bit. Wait a minute. <gasps> turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around. <laughs> She's going to rob him. <laughs> yes, because she just delayed them long enough for her elite forces to go in the back and take all. And ransack the, the baggage money. train and take all the gold. Yeah. Thanks for telling me it was there. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Appreciate <laughs> it. So she completely played him. And that's where it ends with them stealing all of his money. He's like, oh, turn around, turn around, turn around. And I really like that. And he's like, okay, because Sonya's not an idiot. I did like the portrayal of the the Emperor. He's not necessarily an idiot either. He, But he thought was so confident in just the strength of his arms. Mm-hmm. He was so certain he was winning that he never saw yeah, it coming. Didn't, yeah, he didn't think. Right. And so it was a really nice turn of events. It was a great moment. It was a really, really, it was a fun, fun book. You know, I really, I'm starting actually liking the characters a lot more. You're seeing a lot more. And I said, that was just the first issue. I said, we'll see how it goes. Issue two, I loved. I just, like that moment when, because they set up for the nicely, like, it'll take like two weeks to go on the mountain. So we can't have time for that, especially our army. And then it's like, oh, they were delayed by two weeks. Hmm. And, and you see it all after you get to the end. It's like one of those moments, like uh, all the suspects. pieces come together. Yeah, all yeah. the pieces came together. You're like clink, you're like, oh, beautiful. So Mark Russell did a great job setting that up. Uh, the art by Mirko Kolak worked really well, showing that Hyborian age feel of everything. The colors were muted, uh, but that really fit for the setting. I loved this book. I was surprised because I didn't like the first one very much. Yeah. So maybe that was part of it. My expectations were low. 
Uh, I'm actually going to give this one four and a half stars. I nice. really, really love this. And maybe it's a one shot, one comic. This one really got me, but I loved it. Just loved the heck out of this book. Not a ton of action. Didn't need it. Really, really loved that book. Uh, the writing was very strong. Mark Russell, big thumbs up. Next, The Amazing Spider-Man, number 16, dot H-U. It's right there. It's right there. Yep. So I'm pointing. You, you got to tell me what that means now? There. Anyway. Okay. There's a... In Spider-Man, they're starting, like, the big thing. Hunted. Where Craven the Hunter has set up this crazy thing. That's kind of what's been going on the last few issues in the background. Um, so I'm guessing that everything that's part of this Hunted series through Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, Spidey, whatever Spider-Man infinite cornucopia of books they have, and other outlying comics, if they're related to Spider-Man to the Hunted series, they're going to have an HU after it. So it's easy to tell, is this part of that? You can grab it. Not a bad idea. It's kind of annoying. Okay. That's what I think that dot .HU is. They don't explain it. Uh, written by Nick Spencer, art by Ivan Coelho, colors by Edgar Delgado, cover by Greg Land and Justin Ponser. Yeah. All right. Um, I really enjoyed this book more than I thought I would, which was a nice surprise. The pre Amazing Spider had been kind of going. The yeah, the cover is great, Ravenslayer, right? but that's you know, Greg Land. Yeah. He's really good. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm looking inside and it seems the art's not totally a big different. Color palette. Yeah. Well, these aren't the greatest pages to Panels show the color palette. This is supposed okay. to be because like the darker stuff is all a lot, it's a lot of memory stuff going on and also like a dark uh, fight scene. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But overall, the colors in the book were really good. Uh, I like the art style better, certainly better than the last issue. That I I wouldn't line a bird cage with the last issue's art. Um, actually, I would if I had a bird cage that needed lining, but it was not pleasant on the eyes. Um, this is very nice. But the last issue, you basically got a backstory of what's been going on with Craven the Hunter. Uh, he died a long time ago. In mm -hmm. one of the best Spider-Man stories ever told, Craven's Last Hunt. Um, one of the best Spider-Man stories ever told. Okay. So, of course, being Marvel, they, they couldn't leave well enough alone. And another writer brought had Craven's family bring him, his like wife and daughter's, bring him back to life through black voodoo magic. Super. That always ends well. Yeah, it always does. Mm. Um, so Craven gives this backstory. I think he's telling Arcade or someone. And after that happened, he didn't want to be alive again. He had done, he had completed his life's mission, right? He had proven he was the greatest hunter. And then he died. That was all he was looking for, really. Yeah, he that did is the it. period at the end of my sentence. Right yeah, there. and then they bring him back to life because they miss him. It's kind of like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer where she died, and then like her friends brought her back to life, and then she's all pissed because she was actually literally in heaven. Yes. And they drug her out of it. And so, so now the real world seems like hell in comparison. Right. So that's he wasn't in heaven, I'm certain. But <laughs> hey, Hunter Heaven. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe, maybe it's he's a thing. in the Happy Hunting Ground. Who knows? They graved him. Yeah, they graved him. Exactly, <laughs> Duncan. So they brought him back, and he ended up, like, taking his family to the Savage Lands, where they could always hunt and blah, 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 blah. Makes sense. Sure. But while there, 
he decided the best thing to do would be to make a deal with the High Evolutionary, who was also there. So he, they basically whooped the hell of the High Evolutionary. Mm-hmm. And he made a deal with them. He's like, hey, I haven't had any sons. I have like five kids, and they're all daughters. All of them. And I'm a manly man, and I need a manly son. And High Evolution's like, well, yeah, okay, I could do that. That's not. It's like, no, no, I need like clones of me sons. So oh, he, so, okay. So he does the Boba Fett. Yeah, or the Django Fett. Fett. Yeah, Django Fett. Yep. Yeah. So he's like, so he wants clones of him that grow up really fast to be manly adults, right? So he has like 50 kids. There's so Shelly finds out what he's doing, and like, this is wrong. He's like, yeah, I guess it is. So he murders all of them. Oh, he didn't come back right. It's it's Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. So he it's murders them all. Yep. Um, he leaves like his oldest daughter alive. Why? And, because she was smart enough to get away. Oh, oh, fair. <laughs> and uh, so after that, like he raises all of his sons to be manly hunters, and also to compete with each other. Right. Because everyone needs you have to you have to be the best and they, they have law of nature strongest blah blah blah. Sure. Um, and then the time comes when he's living in the savage land where he after they get adults he sends them all out into the world. And then he has come up with he gets you know sad he comes up with this brilliant plan because the thrill has just gone out of hunting but he's come up with a brilliant plan to bring the thrill back. But he wants his family involved, so he sends out a message. To his, his sons. sons, right? Sends out a message to the first son. Say, hey, contact your brothers. I want you all to come back here. I got a great plan. It's going to be the crowning sheep in our family. He waits from the, until the appointed day and he has a big feast set up and only one kid comes back. What? It's like, where's where's my other sons? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, got the message. Uh, you gave the message to, to so-and-so and it came to me. So I killed him. And then I found all my other brothers. And I killed all of them. Some of them tried to hunt me back. Some of them had like given up hunting and become businessmen, so they were easy to kill. And uh, now I'm back, because uh, I'm your best, and I'm the strongest. To which Craven starts crying, and then he hugs him and says, I've never been so happy! Wow. Yeah, so that's... that. Okay, that doesn't fit with how Craven ever was, so I'm guessing the voodoo magic messed up his head. Yeah, 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 he didn't come back right. And he reveals yeah. his plan was he's over hunting animals. Animals were becoming too rare, too endangered to hunt. That's just not right anymore, right? And what challenge is there? So what he's doing is he's hunting animal totems like supervillains and superheroes. Who embody an animal? Right, like the puma, the oh, owl. Black um, cat. The whatever. black cat. Yeah. Because uh, at, at the end of that issue... You see Spider-Man gets a spider tracer with a message from Fleish Hardy saying, help, 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 I may capture my Craven the Hunter, essentially. And then, then hunt ballistic missiles. That's living risky. <laughs> so um, this issue is kind of like the backstory of how Felicia Hardy got captured. Uh, which essentially is, she kind of talks, uh, it boils down to she hears there's a big score and Hammerhead, her former associate when she was a mob boss, Hammerhead mm-hmm. was her second in command, sure. says, hey, you look, look. 
My buddy, I've been working with the owl. He got captured by Craven the Hunter. I need you to go bust him out. And she's like, yeah, I don't think so. I need that. He's like, all right, I thought you might say that. All right, owl's an idiot. Well, he's kind of a jerk, but he actually has excellent taste in art. I will tell you where part of his stash is. You could have that in exchange for busting him out. Because <laughs> he's more of a bit, he has a lot of contacts I don't have, and I need him. So she's like, Arr. so she breaks the place, finds the stash, goes, wow, he actually has excellent taste. All right. So she goes to rescue Owl and finds the lizard's son, who, as we all call, got captured there. Sure. And she's actually, well, first she actually finds Taskmaster and Black Ant, who've been capturing everyone. Uh, Black Ant's an evil version of Ant-Man. Uh, Taskmaster is Taskmaster. Sure. And he's awesome. Somehow those guys have turned into like like the evil buddy cop movie, and it's been brilliant. Um, so she kind of like sneaks past them. She's going to rescue the owl, and she sees Kurt Connors' kid. She's like, ah, oh, crap. Like, please rescue me. Like, shh, shh. Tell you what, if you're quiet, I'll bust you out on the way out. Okay. You just go, but you gotta be quiet. So she goes. She goes to free owl. And then she does so, and then she's about to leave, and she's like, God dang it. And she goes back for the kid, and then that's when Black Ant starts knocking her out. Says, I can't believe you actually came back for this kid. I I, I, I thought you were going to leave. Taskmaster shows up, yep, you owe me 20 bucks. <laughs> or you owe me, I think it was 100 bucks. But they, they had a bet on whether she go back, because they saw her come in, because they were, this whole thing is a trap. Mm-hmm. And Hammerhead even like gloats, you know, over a hologram. It's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, like oh, you betrayed me. You got me sent to jail. Like I'm gonna help you out. And like I need the owl. He's a schmuck. Now that he's gone, his contacts are mine anyway. I just wanted to gloat for you go. What's funny about that is after that, Taskmaster Black Ant actually have a debate. Or something. They kind of talk, yeah, we were thought about capturing Hammerhead, too. But he never really committed to the gimmick, you know? Like the shark? Yeah, he's never, like, wore a shark suit or anything. So we let that one go. Mm. I thought that was funny. Uh, but while she's in this situation, she's you know, kind of remembering how she got to this point. Uh, this is the scene that you're showing. I'm showing. Where she's remembering how she's kind of having an internal debate with herself about her relationship with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. how she was once in love with him, but then after Doctor Strange cast his spell to make everyone forget his identity, it worked in her too, and how that just kind of broke her heart. Because even though they were over, that was still a piece of her life, gone. And then after his, he revealed his identity to her again, it was like their whole relationship just came crashing back all at once. So it's like she's having to get over losing a long-term relationship all over again. And that's been getting to her. It's a really actually neat psychological breakdown of Felicia Hardy. Uh, without okay. being preachy and boring and we're all broken and sad inside. <clears throat> so, uh, which was fun to read. Um, it ended with her, you know, you, you also got the backstory of where she got the reverse spider tracer. That instead of Spider-Man throwing someone to trace them, will automatically go to find him. You know, so... A lot of stuff made sense. Really neat issue. A setup issue for the big hunted thing. So now Spider has a per- another personal stake in trying to go there. You see Craven has set up his big old thing where uh, he and other 
has also he he's in charge. He's also set up like where like rich losers can go to hunt the ultimate game. Not necessarily man, but you know people who have animal things. My big question was how come we didn't capture Wolverine? The answer is he was dead at the time. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> but that's the only excuse I could think of. You know, it's like, yeah, we captured Wolverine, too. It's like, as much as I think Black Ant and Taskmaster are cool. I don't, I don't think, think they, they can do that. I don't think they can. <laughs> Doesn't I, make much sense. Because even if they did, he would just berserker barrage his way out of anything and start killing everyone. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Or maybe they're like, we could capture Wolverine. There comes a point where he's like, yeah, we're not going to capture them. Batman wears a bat mask to hide the tears of Batman's eyes. The black mask to hide the tears in his eyes. The tears of a small boy longing for justice. Just that damn pan who stole my ice cream at the zoo. Someday. Someday. Oh, God. How can he... He wow. does have a panda villain, doesn't he? Anyway. Thank you, Tom King, for all the endless Batman memes. Yep, thank you for ruining Batman. Yay. Yeah, you and George Clooney. No, he did worse than George Clooney. So. Yeah. But this yeah. was an interesting issue. I liked the breakdown of Felicia Hardy. I like that now that she's not an active real villain or like a mob boss anymore. Her costume has reverted back. Because uh, she was wearing a different style that had those more paneled and had like cat eyes on her shoulders for some. Because mm-hmm. it kind of tried to look like a cat face over her boobs. Um, I don't know why. Which is weird. They thought that was a good idea for a few years, but that costume it's like, is now it's back to the classic fur costume, which is honestly a classic for a reason. Um, because I guess she's like not really evil anymore. Now she's back to just she's not even she's actually a vigilante now. She's trying to be a hero, trying to kind of be a Robin Hood, but a little extra on her side for herself. So mm-hmm. she's kind of back where she was years ago, which is a better Robin place Hood, for her. Robin Hood minus expenses. Yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so all in all, I thought it was a pretty good issue. I didn't super love it, but I liked it a lot, especially compared to the last issue. The art was so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Spencer's writing on Spider-Man to me has been kind of a roller coaster. Of, wow, that's actually good. Uh, wow, that's really good. Uh. So I don't know what to make of this issue totally. I liked it, did not love it. I thought the art was great. It's better than average. Do it. I don't know if it's that's good enough for four stars. Four stars. Ah, there we go. I will four there stars. It, is. it deserves it. Four stars. Four stars. Four stars. Well, Baldahar knows. Four stars. Oh God, please no, no, no. Four stars. No. Four stars. It deserves it. There it is. There it is. Last up, Vader. Oh. Dark yeah, Vision. I gotta, gotta get me a drink, so I'll be back. Keep going. All right. Vader, Dark Visions, number one. Yes, that is a picture of Darth Vader on some sort of weird space horse with a shield and a lightsaber, like some sort of Black Knight. Does this actually happen in the comic? Not exactly. <laughs> Razor knew that was coming. Thank you, Belda. All right, written by Dennis Hopeless Hallam. Art, Paolo Villanelli. Colors by Arif Prianto. Cover by Greg Smallwood. That's my mother's maiden name. I wonder if we're related. All right. Uh, start with the art. The color palette is a, it's kind of boring, but it fits for what's going on on this planet. I guess everything on the planet is brown and green, so not color palette's kind of dull. But the art itself is nice and dynamic. Uh, it has a lot of action. 
a lot of good feeling of motion, depth. So the art is, on the one hand, really, really solid. The coloring is just kind of, eh, it's not bad. It's just kind of dull. I actually had a type to wait to hit there. The, the basic story is, starts uh, talking about these peaceful hicks on this planet. They look like they're in a very agrarian society, but you can see there's hints at like they once had a great civilization, but all their buildings are trashed. Uh, they look like they're living in a post-apocalyptic agrarian society. They have some minor high-tech stuff, mainly relics of what was from before. Um, but as it starts getting a certain time hits, all the villagers are like, oh, no, no, everyone run, run, it wakes. It's waking time, everyone to bed. So, which doesn't make any sense, but that's what they're doing. Uh, meanwhile, they're counting about like the thunders above and above the planet's atmosphere, the empire and the rebels are duking it out. Just blowing the crap at each other. And of course, there's a very special TIE fighter we all recognize as Darth Vader's running around blasting the crap out of everyone. Eventually, a couple, quite a few rebel scum realize who's in that TIE fighter. They throw everything they can against it and they actually manage to damage him because they threw, they basically suicide ran him. And he's like, yeah, losers. That's not exact words. I think his exact words is pathetic. But they do get him. It's just, they sacrifice like eight guys to do it. And they damage him, so he has to land. He crash lands as these primitive people in this village are all, like, running for cover. And they're begging this last kid, like, you need to go, you need to go. But he, he's always been driven, he says in his monologue. Because basically it's from this kid's point of view, most of the story, that he wants to see what's going to happen. The star just fell from the skies. And maybe they'll have a hero who can finally save them. And apparently, the reason they're all, like, running from waking time and hiding is because you find out there's a giant monster. Do I have a picture of it? I do not. Uh, who showed up one day. And their atomic weapons and everything did nothing to it. And he basically just killed everything. Basically, Godzilla attacked them. And they lost. And Which is what happens when right. Godzilla attacks you. Right. So basically, this giant monster destroyed their entire society. And the only way these people are surviving is the monster sleeps most of the day and then wakes up for the night. So they could do stuff at day, but as soon as it starts getting even a little dark, they all got to hide. They all go in their caves and seal the doors. Because if it sees heat, it's going to come and kill them. That's the only way they've survived. Um, but Vader shows up, and he lands... And this boy is trying to... He actually wants to see the monster and see what happens. And then Vader ends up right in front of him because he wants to see what the crash landing was. He wants to see what happened. He's like... And it's actually really seeing because he's looking up at Vader. And Vader is not happy to see this idiot kid. And he... He actually... Uh, let, me look, let me get my glasses so I'm blind. He looks and says he's waiting in the still for the sign. But, uh, well, Vader jump, well, Vader crashes his ship. He kind of pops with the hatch and looks out. And that's when the big monster wakes up. Because Vader is standing right on its head as it pulls Oops. out of the ground. Good landing, Annie. Yeah. So, Vader gets ticked. This giant monster is trying to eat him. And immediately begins, you know, trying to cut him up. 
with his big red lightsaber. Sure. Uh, so Vader starts fighting Godzilla, like a giant shark Godzilla. Um, and he's doing pretty good till the monster gets mad and uh, manages to get a hold of him, smash him a bit, and then throw him at a herd of like those black horse thingies. Uh, the blue kid who's been fallen then runs after to see, uh, is trying to run for his life because the big monster's out and will eat him if it knows he's there. And of course it finds him. That's what it does. Yep. And as he's begging for his life from the giant monster they call the Ender and Ooh. worship almost as a god, it's like, please Ender, I pray to you, do not kill me. Vader shows up on his horse that he's that he used the force to mind control. Sure. And he runs out there and begins chopping the hell out of this monster again, because he's not going to take that kind of crap. Vader don't play that. That's right. So, it's a really awesome fight with Jader, Vader versus giant shark Godzilla. And just beats the, you know, it's an epic epic fight. At one part, like, the monster's trying to, like, breathe fire, and Vader just... Vader leaps in, and the monster opens his mouth to breathe fire or swallow him or something, and Vader just, like, uses the force to slap his jaw shut, so he explodes on the inside and then begins chopping the crap out of him again and cuts his head off his giant freaking shark Godzilla head off mm -hmm. then climbing over the corpse he looks over the little boy the little blue kid who's like uh thanks to which Vader just glares at him red lightsaber loft says you should not thank me child and he knows that he's about to get killed <laughs> the black knight is not the hero we thought and then all of a sudden all this Lights and things start descending from the sky. It's like, what? what is that? Well, it seems, says Vader, that the Force is with you today. As his escort picks him up in, a, in some sort of tractor beam and just, you know, sucks him back up into the ship. And off they leave. Uh, hmm. the, the ending is the blue people are having a giant celebration about their, the, the Ender finally being gone. And the little boy telling, you know, they're like, you were there, weren't you? He's like, I was. And he tells them the story of the dark knight who fell from the skies, who saved them with a blade of fire. And so it's kind of a neat story. Um, the main point of this story is Vader is a badass. And it does a good job of it. It was a fun read. I liked this, the setting of he's not, he does a heroic act, but he's not a hero. He was no. basically just saving his own skin, but also once the thing beat him up a bit, he was just mad, and he was gonna, you know, use that part of the dark side of the force to kick the crap out of it because that ain't right. He had no stake in saving the boy. He probably he was gonna cut the boy up. You're almost certain at the end he's like, I don't want you to know I'm here, and you pissed me off. So he's probably gonna kill him too. But that's when he got saved. So I this is a I think a five-part limited series i don't know if they're all gonna be one shots like this probably but this was actually i thought this was gonna suck i will tell you the truth i did not buy this book i was not gonna buy this book because i looked at it I'm like is darth vader on a horse with a freaking shield you've got to be freaking kidding me but i was in the comic shop birds. yeah two hundred birds i was in the comic yeah. shop talk with bob and one of the issues he got was damaged in shipping. Damaged pretty bad. He couldn't sell it. Right? 
And so I'm talking to him. He's like, hey, is that look, look in? Because I said, what happened to that? I was like, oh, I got damaged in shipping. There's going to be another one. I was going to throw it away. You want it? Sure. And I'm, I'm glad I said sure. Because this was actually a really good read. I really liked it. There's Yay. one. There, it looks like it does. But there's, if I had to like start pointing out stuff I didn't like and like try, if it's at the point where I have to start nitpicking it, right? Mm-hmm. And my biggest issue is the color palette is kind of boring. It fits for the most part. And like when he's in the action scenes, he's finding the monster. The color palette is still the same. It's done a little differently. I just felt the colors could have been better. Okay. The art, I thought, fit really, really well. Um, the reason I love the original Darth Vader series, well, from a couple years ago, the first Darth Vader series they did since Marvel re-got the Star Wars licenses, I loved the way Darth Vader moved and felt that whole time because it he felt like he was stiff, like a cyborg, uh, and you could almost see him, the character from the films, moving that way. The movements Darth Vader has in this are a lot more fluid, but you know I can get over it. Uh, everything worked really, really well. It's just short of five stars. It really is. I really love the story. I love. Ah, it's it's our brand new scale. It's it's four and three quarters stars. It is four and three quarters. Got to add it. <laughs> Uh, but now I'm going to give it four and a half stars, almost five. It's so freaking good. It's just short of being perfect. The colors take it down a bit. Sometimes it kind of, like, you know how he, the dog always complains in anime. Like when they start super deforming the character, their arm like slings out and stuff, you know, it's not that bad at all. And there are some really badass scenes in this where you're just like, Oh yeah. You know, just, you know, ah, just gets, gets your blood pumping. Four and a half stars. Great book. I have I have a feeling that somehow this issue might become somewhat of a collector's item. Um, not yours, but not mine. Mine mine's trashed. <laughs> but um, if you're at all interested in collecting any books, this is a five issue limited series. If they stand up to how good this one is, I think it's five issues. I would definitely recommend buying it, or at least waiting till the. If you like Darth Vader at all, wait till the trades come out. Buy the trade. Um, the collected issues, because this has been real. This issue is fantastic. Almost five stars. Almost so close. Very, very good book. Cool. So, what are your thoughts? What do you think of this segment? Is there any books I should have looked at? Am I completely wrong in liking all these books this week? This was actually. I had three other books I bought, but I didn't like any of them, or at least I didn't like them a lot. I grabbed the books I liked a lot because I want to talk positive things. Yeah, because Happy. last week we had Heroes in Crisis, so we, we need a palate <laughs> cleanser. Uh-huh. So if you have any thoughts on that, let me know. If you have thoughts on the books you want to see, if, you th- if I'm off base, let me know, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Um, as the Buddy Bears sing. I'm not going to sing the Buddy Bear song. Do you know okay, the Buddy good, Bear song, Heathen Dog? No, I don't I don't know the Buddy Bear song. Please. You don't know the Buddy? Was it from Garfield no. or Eek the Cat? I have no Garfield. idea. It was from the Garfield cartoon. It was a it was a segment he bought. All right, all right I was gonna sing. It. <clears throat> it was these cartoon bears, right? And they would sing the song of "We are the buddy bears. We always get along, and when we get together, we sing our buddy song. And if you don't agree with us, it's because that you are wrong. We are the buddy bears. We always get along." 
I love that song. All right. Um. So yeah, if you let me know, and if you have suggestions for future comics to check out, any indie books, do you think I need to read? Let no me Batman. know. No Batman. No no Batman. If you start seeing like the purple Dino wheel, <laughs> I will not do that. So let me know. Comment, subscribe. Let me know your thoughts. Thank you. Don't miss an episode. You can follow, watch us on Twitch Live. This is supposed to be interact like these fine people have. And also you can get notified. But bam, subscribe. That's best. Because then you're eligible for subscriber-only giveaways. And you, everyone, is better off for it. Also, you can subscribe to YouTube. Ding, ding, ding. Ding. There's four there. And then you will know when Gotham's comic poll or the Legion's live stream or any of the Legion with affiliated things are loaded to YouTube and your life will be better for knowing that and you can watch them immediately and tell all your friends. Thanks, everyone. If you want more Garthon, Garthon on YouTube. Garthon streaming Sunday, 9 Central with Heathen Dog playing Star Trek. I have other things I did. It's on YouTube. Also on Thursday, teaming up at 830 Central. 930 Central, right. So check that out. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, we also, in the future, next Sunday, we'll have a big, big Star old Trek marathon. Star Trek online Foundry, Foundry marathon. marathon. So That's be right. tuned Foundry, for that. The Foundry is closing on April 11th. Which is so, sad. Which is fast approaching. So uh, we, we spoke to a bunch, well, the, the representative, to a bunch of Foundry authors and came up with the idea to... Uh, to try and know. get as many Foundry missions in the can recorded for posterity right. as we can. Because there are right. some brilliant, brilliant stories. Uh, not tomorrow, Sunday. Next Sunday. Sunday after this one. That'll right. be the that, 17th. The 17th. Yes. Uh, we might, if we have time, I, I have like a couple hours I could give next Sunday. If you want to eat the dog, we could do some of the less important missions. So, like, the I want to save the high priority ones for the big thing, but if we got some lesser ones, we could. I may, I can maybe give like two hours after lunch. Okay. Yeah, Candy. around that time. We'll we'll talk about that. We will definitely post on Twitter uh, when that's going to happen. So stay tuned for that. But that's just going to be. But the big one is next Sunday, this the seventeenth. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Well, you're still with us. You should be. Because we are going to talk with the RNG. We're going to talk random things that happened throughout the week and things that are on our mind. And what is on our mind this week is Marvel Studios, Captain Marvel, a marvelous film from Marvel Productions and Marvel Studios starring Captain Marvel, who is a woman. I, I, I see that. It's very important. I did not know that. I did not know that. I've existed in this last year without knowing that Captain Marvel was a woman. All right. So Captain Marvel's getting a lot of press right now. There's a lot of weird opinions about it going back and forth. People are trying to attribute things to the film that should be attributed to it or against it. Uh, I just wanted to see a comic book movie. That's all I wanted mm. to watch. And that's what I got. So let's talk about what happens. This is... I'm not going to say spoiler-free. Uh, so... Yeah, Captain Marvel. She starts out in a green suit. That's a red suit. That happens later. Yeah. Right. Well, that's red and blue. That's her normal colors from the comics. Right, uh, the right. green but suit she starts the, off in Kree colors. She right. starts off in Kree colors because she starts out as an operative of the Kree Empire, uh, who have fashioned themselves to be noble warriors defending their empire against the evil Skrulls, who are shapeshifters and insidious and evil, 
and that you already don't even know if they took the place here, if they killed your mom and took her place. And they are destroying the Empire, and the Kree are doing their best to save the Empire and the galaxy from the evil machinations of the Skrulls. Uh, she is teamed Sounds up. Great. Yeah, which makes sense. She's teamed up with uh, Jan Rog, this guy, Jude Law. Jan Rog is the head of the task force that she's a part of. I They might have named him once, I don't know. Uh, they name each of these guys like once each, I think. But I will tell you something. Jan Rog and his task force here, these guys, they're awesome. They, I want them to have their own film. I would watch it. These guys. Hey, wait a minute, cool. wait a minute. That guy all the way to the left. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's a, he's a guy that Star Lord kills. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Later on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know if he's the same guy, but he might be. The he same probably actor. is. Yeah. He's he's working for the Kree then too. So yeah, but probably the same character. Yeah. Um, but these guys are awesome. Uh, they are. Well, we're gonna call them the Warriors Four. Um, yeah. <laughs> because. This movie takes so many beats from the first Thor film, it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, Alright. So, she seemed up with these guys. They have banter. They go to a planet to stop the scrolls. It's an ambush. She gets captured. But I want to say, Jude Law is awesome in this film. He's intense. He's tough. Uh, they try to show a relationship with him and and Captain Marvel, who's going by Ver. Vers at the time. Everyone calls her Veers. Veers. Everyone calls her Veers. Okay. Um, Duncan says same guy, same details. I did not catch up on that. I knew it was the same actor, but yeah, it's probably the same character. He was cool. They were all cool. Good. Good. Um, but early shows them they have like he's like her, her main trainer and mentor and lead. Um, and they of course have to have their badass fighting sequence, you know, to show mm-hmm. how tough she is. Uh, mainly he's beating her up. And she, every once she starts to like show her superpowers, like, oh, 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 you have to control your emotions to become a better fighter. You have to master your emotions to master yourself, right? Oh, oh, okay, the the subtext is that I don't want you killing me. I have to keep you under my thumb. I'm not even going to try to pretend to go to, towards any subtext in that because it could be, oh, there's a man telling a woman to control her emotions. I'm not going to that. I'm just saying, ah, all right. he's telling her she has to control her emotions if she's ever going to actually control herself. If she's ever going to that, be a, that is, a true that is a warrior. common saying. Yeah, that, that's a common saying that senseis do. Yeah, so. it is. So they fight. Um, eventually, she loses her control of her emotions in a blasting of an accident. Semi an accident. Mm. And then they, you know, they're buddies and they go off on their mission. She speaks to the Supreme Intelligence who looks – the Supreme Intelligence always appears to you as the person you uh, trust the most in the world. And – she has lost all of her memories, so she appears as some old, older woman who she doesn't recognize, but yeah, has no feelings for her. And Spree tells her, like, that's all right. It's, it's cool. Hey, tell you what, I got a mission for you. Uh, go kill some scrolls with your team. She's like, sweet, I want to be on a mission killing scrolls. Annette Benning, who was actually really good in this film. Thank you, Raven Slayer. I want to say again, almost everyone in this film is great. Annette Benning was great in this film. So she crash lands on Earth. Uh, well, she gets she fights the scrolls because it's a trap. She gets divided from the rest of her team because she went off her own to find the, the, the guy they're supposed to get information from. Turns out he's a scroll too. She gets beat up. She gets captured. Uh, the scrolls use a mind reading machine on her to like go in her head and try look at her memories. Mm-hmm. 
and they're forcing her to relive her memories. And you've got to remember, she's an amnesiac. So when she actually wakes up and they're still doing this stuff to her, she, you know, beats the crap out of them. And she's like, why are you putting these memories in my head? She's like, he's like, they're like, the main scroll's like, lady, we didn't. These are all in your head. If you don't remember, that's your freaking problem. And tell you what, the Kree have really done a number on your head. You sh- it's them you should be mad at. It's like, no, you evil scrolls, you're in my head. And like, well, that's what scrolls do. He's like, all right, we're not in this in this. But, you know, uh, yeah, uh, we need to get back in the machine there. And so she ends up beating them all up, stealing one of their escape pods, and basically crushing their ship. Uh, but she crash, crashes on Earth. Now she's all confused because her head's full of weird half-memories of a life she never knew she had. She crashed into a blockbuster video because that's cool because it's the 90s. And those mm-hmm. are, there are blockbusters everywhere. Everywhere. This is where they introduce Nick Fury. Not a colonel. Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nick Fury. Uh, it's the experienced agent trying to track her down. And the movie's very lighthearted at this point. Again, think the first Thor film. Kind of lighthearted. Oh, look. The alien just crashed on the Earth and doesn't know quite what's going on. And wacky antics ensue. Uh, this film turns Nick Fury from the mysterious, insanely deadly master spy we've encountered every film to the wacky buddy cop. <sighs> but, but it's 1995, so he's not too old for this stuff. No, but he still should be an intimidating force at this time. Mm. He's not a rookie. They make that clear. Coulson is the rookie in this. It's Coulson's right. like first year. And he's got lots of hair. He's got, lots, he's got more hair, not a lot. Um, well, I will hair. say, the CGI used to de-age Coulson and Samuel Jackson was fantastic. If I didn't know to look for it, I wouldn't even have known. So, great you, job there. You, you, yeah, you didn't have any... Uh, yeah, there's no Uncanny Valley going on there. Yeah. We're cut with the most recent Tron film. Mm. You know, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, he's, he looks younger, but... Uh, it's kind of weird. It kind of upsets my stomach. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. This was, this was perfect. Couldn't even tell. Good. Um, it's even better than was Iron Man three, where Tony Stark is reliving his memories. Right. And th- they basically were able to use all the screen caps. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the age of Jeff was bad. Yeah. Uh, but they actually basically were able to use like old footage of him as an actor and they kind of change it around. This is even better than that. It was really seamless. Cool. Really, really good. If you're looking for it, you can kind of go like, I think it's maybe not right. But, you know, if you're not looking for it, it which you stop looking for it pretty soon. Um, I didn't like how they kind of changed his character. He was much more avuncular, much more I'm your buddy. You know, it just didn't seem to fit any other mode we've seen this character in. You could say, you know, you're the years change a man between the 90s and 2008 when the first film was released. Sure. Um, Things change. Okay, I get it. Ten years or twenty years is could have really super changed him. All right. Okay. It just to me didn't seem to fit with how his character ends up. But he does. Uh, he lost everything during the beauty baddie, baby. Beanie baby. A uh, beanie baby. Bump. Beanie baby. That bust. could be yeah. it. Got my entire savings locked up for these things. No. Gouge out his own eye. Um. <laughs> <laughs> This eye looked upon Beanie Babies favorably. It pleases me no more. Uh, so, basically, in short order, he, uh, the Colson he's with turns out to be, he gets a phone call uh, from Colson, like, hey, why'd you ditch me? I'm still back at the Blockbuster. He looks at the guy in the car next to him, who's Colson. Like, ah, oh, so there's been a big fight. 
is a crash in the Skrull Snow form, and that's when he starts believing the story he heard earlier when they were trying to detain Captain Marvel about the scrolls. So, anyway. Here's the main scroll. He's a... This guy was great. I loved this guy. I wanted to see more of this guy. This guy was fun. Um, not the main villain. He's set up as the main villain, and then they do the super secret swerve, and he's not the main villain. Mm-hmm. I will not say what the secret uh, swerve is, because... What a twist. Uh, <laughs> as a comic fan... I was offended completely by it. Yeah. As someone just watching the films, it's kind of like, oh, all right, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I could separate that. Mostly. But, yeah, so this guy, so he's trying to get the scrolls together. They're trying to track down the uh, the faster than light engine that the chick, that Captain Marvel, that Captain Marvel sees in her memories and doesn't remember who she is. Turns out she's a scientist, makes a fast light engine, they want to get the engine. Here's the main hero of the movie. Goose the Cat. Best actor in the whole film. Wow, that's that's not impressive. Where's his bad makeup on him? I didn't think the scroll makeup was bad. I kinda liked it. I was fine. It looked it looked pretty clean, you yeah. know, compared to the comics, yeah. It looks yeah, right it. on. The uh But uh Let's go back to what's going on with the film. So essentially, they have to, they're tracking down the MacGuffin. It turns out the Fastlight engine is actually powered by the Tesseract, the Cosmic Cube. So they're having to get that. Uh, when she's going to find this stuff, she they end up going through Captain Marvel's past. That she finds out who what her real name was, Carol Danvers. Um, she finds out that the memory she had of the scrolls shooting her down and her wake, like her first earliest memory of like waking up when her ship was shot down um, and a scroll shooting at her was, had been altered and that it was actually Yon Rog shooting at her. Because she, the, the Kree are jerks were actually like trying to get the fast, the engine and they were trying to get the MacGuffin. And so you find the Kree who she's working for are actually the real bad guys. Oh no. That's if you've read the comics, the Kree are always jerks. Um, it's just how it is. Finds Edward the library book. Finds been killing this whole time. Staff's memories goes into space. Ooh, good escape. But there's a lot of... This film in a lot of ways follows the first Thor film. Alien lands on, you know, gets ejected from their state in some planet. There's wacky sidekicks. Except in this case, the sidekicks will have to turn against her. They try and capture the 90s. But anyway, let's go... Uh, you're introduced to Carol's old co-pilot buddy, who is Maria Rambeau, who, if you're a comic nerd, the automatically starts setting off bells, like, that name's Rambeau. not quite right. Maria has a Rambeau. daughter named Monica Rambeau, because she's a single mother, of course. Right. Um, of course. Monica Rambeau becomes Captain Marvel as well. Oh, oh, right. The the white one? The African-American one with the white yeah. costume with who has yeah, the white powers? That, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. I wasn't... Yeah, she I know has the whole the white, white costume, costume with yeah. lights and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. so and... that happens, which is cool. I, you don't actually see her become Captain Marvel, but that was a nice Easter egg for the comic nerds. Sure. You know, there's actually, like, a part where they're actually about to fly back into space to go fight the bad guys and save, save the people who need saving and get the Tesseract. And... Monica says, I want to fly with you. And the scroll guy goes, not unless you can glow, honey. 
which is, of course, if you're a comic nerd, you start laughing because yeah. that does happen. Yeah. And he's referring to it lets you glow because he's referring to how Carol, Captain Marvel, glows with her powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a neat moment was uh, Captain Marvel, Carol's cat, is still on Earth. And when it's, for some reason, it's hanging around the secret base, they never explain why. They never do. Well, I guess she abandoned it there. Maybe she had it on the base. And then when she went and flew off and crashed, the cat stayed on the base and never kept feeding it. But when the scrolls see the cat, they're freaked out. And, and Samuel Jack's like, oh, are you afraid of a little kitty? Because his reaction to the cat is hilarious. He's like, oh, I love you, little kitty. He's like, you afraid of a kitty? And the scroll's like, that is not a cat. That's not a cat. That, that, that's a flurkin. It's like, well, this flurkin cat's the cutest one I know. Captain Marvel becomes binary, yes. Yes, Ravenslayer. So, what is a flurkin, you want to know? When, as soon as he said that's a flurkin, I started laughing, because that was something from the most recent Captain Marvel series. I didn't know they were going to actually have that in this movie, so maybe they that was a pretty good, well-kept secret. So I started laughing immediately. I was the only person in the audience laughing. <laughs> as soon as they said it was a flurkin. And they... And, Let's talk about what a flurkin is. That was first introduced in Captain Comics, where Groot, not Groot, Rocket Raccoon tells her, that's not a cat, that's a flurkin, kill it with fire, and start shooting at it. And she's like, what do you think you're, you have a flurkin on your ship? That's my cat. That's not a cat, it's a flurkin. Says the raccoon. I'm, to which, in later pounds, yells, I'm not a raccoon. But what does a flurkin do, one asks. I don't know. That's what a flurkin does. What? Scare people? No, no. Oh, oh, okay. All right, fair. Yeah, um, flurkins actually hold an extra-dimensional pocket inside of themselves where most of their mass actually is. Uh, Flurkin have been known to... A single flurkin can decimate the population of a planet. So it's it's the thing. It's John Carpenter's thing, basically. Yes, except it doesn't, like, mind control or take over things. It just eats them all. Yeah. And yeah, it's just just the real scary. But its normal part. form yeah. is a cute little kitty. Sure. That's its so, that's its form in this dimension. When it opens it, its mouth and opens the portal between dimensions, the rest of it can come out. Right. Does it explain why this particular flurkin hasn't eaten the earth yet? It doesn't want to. Oh. Well, lucky us. <laughs> um then the movie never explains it. Um in the comics it's explained that because she got the cat from somewhere else. The cat just kind of showed up from after one of her missions. Um, she named it Goose after Top Gun. Because sure. because she used the cat as her co-pilot. Just as, you know, a co- you know company. Right. It, and the cat loves Carol. And actually likes people. It loves to be petted. It loves to be called cute. You know, it loves all that. Florkin are smart. They're not, like, sentient smart. But they're, like, smarter than animal smart. Sure. So it, it likes people, and people like it, and it thinks that's great. And actually, that's why it protects people. Um, like, there's a moment in the movie where Samuel Jackson is holding the cat out, and people come to come to attack them, and that's when it first flurkins out and just eats them all. While he's holding the cat, and he like looks at it, and like, oh! As the cat, like, licks its lips, like, Okay! Set down the space monster. Good plan. But what's okay. funny is in the film is the cat actually likes the main scroll. 
Like when he shows up and like rubs, starts rubbing on his legs, like ah, oh god, oh god. And that's when he's like, what? You're a little kid? Like it's not a cat. It's not a cat. <laughs> um, so it, it uh, there actually comes a point later where they have the cosmic cube or the tesseract, like where we need to hide this. What do we do? And it just eats it. Like oh, well I'll get rid of it. Obviously uh, not forever. Yep. Later on, it comes back. But. Yeah, later at the the second post credit scene is the cat uh, hacking it, hacking it up on top of uh, Nick Fury's desk. Ah. All right. Um. So eventually, you know, they save the people need to be saved. They beat up the people need to be beat up. Um. And then she flies off. She leaves Nick Fury the pager in case you need it, and she flies off in outer space. For uh, reasons. Okay. Because uh, she needs to make sure that people need to be saved, get escorted to their new home planet safely. Ah, okay. Um, this picture sums up the film, I think. It's it's there. Meh. It's it's not a bad film, but it's not a really good film. It's there. It's almost like a the best con. Uh, I was talking with Heathen Dog about this earlier, and he made the comment, it's like a superhero Mad Libs. And it pretty much is. You get your standard superhero movie framework, and you fill in the names. Superhero Captain Marvel has issue, cannot remember memory. You know, it's just, it just kind of, there's, the film never feels like it has a real climax. It never has that moment where you're like, yes! Usually the moment where the superhero, especially in an origin story, the moment they finally attain their power where they get master of the situation and they the big fight whoop ass happens that's a big moment in the film uh guards the galaxy where they finally raid the uh the kree ship uh run the accuser ship they go in there and start whooping her that's the big scene um uh and that kind of the climax of that kind of ends with them crashing on the planet then you got the subclimax and blah 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 um in Captain America, when he's fighting the scroll on uh, when he, they're going to the base, that's the big climax. The subclimax is when he fights the Red Skull on the ship, and you know, you can point out like when a, on a good movie where the big climax is. Ravensley says eighty percent fresh Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I just looked it up and, and corrected. But I I don't care. Okay. It's he what just it's rating is. It's it's just an okay film. It's not a bad film. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's okay. It's not. It's not good. It's not. I mean, it, it's kind of fun. It's to watch. fun. It's, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun movies are 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 fine. You know, you know that, and that's great. There's but. no real climax, and there's really questionable musical choices as well. Like yeah, you're talking when about that. Yeah. the big fight scene where she's going to finally fight, you know. She's mastered her powers. She's going to fight back against her former allies who now, she now reels are all evil. That's when the heavy metal is supposed to hit or the big techno scene or the big, dun, 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 the big thundering music supposed to happen to really lift you. And what you get is no doubts. I'm just a girl. So she from the a, beginning. So, yeah. So she gets a smirk on her face about to go to combat instead of dun, 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 dun. You get bong, 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 bong. Take this pink ribbons off my, eye. and it is, it just takes the energy out of the scene. Now, the song does build to a decent crescendo, but by that time, the energy's out of the scene. And she's still doing what she was doing. And it's like, oh, that's that's your big climax. Mm. 
I think her acting is like a, a block of wood most of the time. She's really uninteresting the whole time. Every character around her is more interesting than her. I want to know more about every character in this film than Captain Marvel. Okay, here, here's, a, here's, a, here's a fun experiment. Name another movie Brie Larson was in. I don't know of any. I can't. 21 Jump Street is the one that comes to mind. You know why? Why? Because I thought the exact same thing you just said. <laughs> like my god she may as well be made out of paper it, it just and i don't know if that's due to writing or what cause, but every sub character seemed i wanted to know more about them i wanted to see more of them all of them um and it's really a shame uh they try and and part of the problem is it seemed like they were afraid to offend anyone like let's look at black panther black panther is a great film Full of action, full of excitement, good music, good acting. And they're not afraid to go there when it comes to Killmonger and Black Panther's differing opinions on how to handle the downtrodden or race relations. Killmonger is very much Malcolm X, and Black Panther is very much Martin Luther King Jr. And they're not afraid to step down from that. They're not afraid to have Killmonger talk about how you know his people are put down and they were enslaved he is not afraid to go there to the point where in the theater like you're like wow they never do any of these they try and like tell the story of like her trying to triumph over adversity uh from not being allowed to be a combat pilot as a woman but you're never there all you get of that is like one conversation a one line when she's talking with maria about Remember how you how we joined the test pilot program because we couldn't be combat pilots? And you get flashbacks, like three-second flashbacks of, like, some jerk saying, you know what, it's called a cockpit, right? Or, like, when she failed doing some exercise while training and some guy laughing at her. Or some uh, another scene where there's a dude on a motorcycle who gets rid of the engine. I'm like, hey, baby. Which I honestly, which I guess is No idea why that's there. Yeah. It's there just so she could like steal his motorcycle and you laugh at the guy later. Okay. Um, but all, all but of these never, things have one thing in common. They have no context. They have no, they really don't have much of a context, especially the flashback ones. You're like, they would have done a better job. If they had left that stuff out. Cause there's, there's a nice moment where she's beaten and it looks like she, she's, and they've knocked her down again. And they're like, haha, you humans are weak. You can't win. And she has like a this like an eternal monologue about you know how yeah they're weak but you know and it kind of shows her like these little segments from flashbacks of her life where she like got hit with a ball during baseball or crashed a go kart or all these things where she was injured as a kid and, and through a teenager to an adult where every time she failed she got back up and that's what she does again and that was a nice moment but it could have been built into so much more or they could have gone with. I, because I'm a woman and it's, and everything I was doing was in the late 80s, I couldn't be a combat pilot. I was held back from being in the military because of this. I, you know, you could have shown more specific things about how she, because of being a woman, she was held back, but she's able to triumph over it because any bias against her was wrong. They didn't do either. They kind of went halfway between the both to make sure not to offend anyone. And in doing so, it waters the point down yeah. to where you don't Milk care. Milk toast movie, yeah. Right, and it's sad. I want to offend someone. Do yeah, something. Yeah, pick a lane. 
pick a lane and drive fast in it. That's what you do. God, I just ah, especially with all the advertising, pretty much saying like she's Marvel's first strong female. Well, really, I thought that was Black Widow. Yeah, Black you know, Widow is. But was, you're saying uh, that she's so much powerful and she's this female figure. That's great. Go with it. Wonder Woman wasn't afraid to go with it more than that, and they weren't even trying to make that her big point. Yeah. Ah, and so it just yeah. Ends up, I'm I'm actually really happy that uh, at least you say Cindy Law for music. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually really happy that uh, that Captain Marvel came out before a Black Widow movie, because now Marvel knows what not to do. I yeah, and then when they showed the post credit scene of her like showing up with the Avengers, it was really dull. You know, every it seemed like every it showed the Avengers characters like oh the stop beat you know like around the MacGuffin of the pager trying to wonder who was communicating to and what Nick Fury sent them. And, and then she's just kind of there, you know, in super full superhero pose. Where's Nick Fury? And it's just kind of, there's no drama to it. There's no surprise at all. You totally expected that to happen. You knew it was coming. There's no drama. There's no surprise. Which is pretty much the story of the whole film. There's no, yeah. when from the instant they said, I don't remember. She, I don't remember it in my past. Okay, you know, right then, she's going to be betrayed by the people she trusts right now. You already know that she's going to be Captain Marvel. You already know that she's... Just from stepping in, you already know the film. They played it very safe. And because of that, the film doesn't fail. I'm not saying it's a bad film. Take the kids. Have fun. Buy a popcorn. It just didn't succeed. It's not great. It's, you know... If, if someone said, do you want to watch this or Iron Man 3? I'm watching this. Not even a question. If someone said, do you want to watch Captain Marvel or Thor, the first one? I'd probably choose this. Um, you know, so if I had, like, rank it in all the Marvel movies, it's near the bottom, but it's in the middle. It's not, it's just not good, but it's not bad. It's just there. It's like Cheerios. Plain Cheerios. They're not bad. They're not sweet. They're not, you know, they don't have marshmallows. They're not brightly colored. They're, they're there, and they're a decent breakfast cereal, and you can eat them every day and be happy. There's nothing wrong with them. But they're there's better. a... If, if, they're better yeah, than plain... Cr- they're more. better than, like, probably cornflakes. They're certainly better than bran flakes. You sure. know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But not better than even Honey Nut Cheerios. If I had to choose between <laughs> Thor Ragnarok or Captain Marvel, I'd watch Thor Ragnarok because that was fun. Wait, Ragnarok was the second one. No, I uh, choose the Captain... second one was uh, Dark Dark World. All right, Ragnarok was the third one. Yeah. Thor Dark World was the second one that I didn't like. Ragnarok wasn't liked. the one where he was in with the Hulk, right? Or was that the one? Yes, Hulk? that is that is the one. Yes. I'd watch that more than Captain Marvel because that was that was wacky fun. Yeah, it was very colorful. It was fun. It had had some had some good jokes. Had some bad jokes too, but yeah, you know, it, it they tried. It gets you another moment of think about the ultimate futility of human existence. Yeah, it's better than grape nuts, Ravenslayer. Yeah, it's better than grape nuts. Oh, what are you talking about? I love grape nuts as a kid. You are a sick. I love individual. that stuff. You are. I lo- sick. Well, I had to wait. I I would pour it, pour the milk, and then go go get dressed and. And stuff like that. And when I come back, it'll be nice and soggy. Yes. Mm. All right. I could be all right then. But <laughs> well, I said the film isn't bad. 
I went in wanting to enjoy it because I love my superhero it's a comic film. Yeah. And <laughs> see, I'm with Raiders. Like, hell no. Hell no. No love for Greg. Uh, but the it it was okay. And like I really felt that they, by trying to be safe the whole time, the thing is they didn't have to do that. You never had to make. It sounds like a rental. Yeah, definitely it's a rental film. Wait till it's on Disney Plus because it's probably not going to be on Netflix. Um, probably not. It's just a very okay film. And like I said, everyone is more interesting than Captain Marvel. That's sad. When every character is worse than the main They're, character, okay. come on. All right, it's so bad. There is actually a there's a scroll science guy that's his name i think scroll they actually like but at one part they're like trying they're like trying to find this hidden installation right and they're finding it and they actually teamed up the scrolls at this moment big twist i just spoiled it they and like oh these coordinates it's like yeah we tried to look at these coordinates we couldn't find where it is oh that's because it's in orbit like what yeah, these coordinates are, are but anyway, it's in orbit. Six years later, it's actually going to be directly above us right now. It's in orbit, not on the planet. That's why we couldn't find it. Looks over. You spent six years looking for that. That's my head science guy. See the guy like. <laughs> and then later, there, there's a little bit later. It's like, you know, it's like actually, I could modify your craft there, so it actually would be capable of superorbital jumps. Uh, I can do that right now. He actually had the way the guy talked, the way he, he presented himself. I wanted to know more about Scroll Science Guy. He seemed like a funny guy. He had some funny lines. He's got, he's got some stories. Yeah, he has some stories behind him. I want to know more about Scroll Science Guy. Which is that's how sad it is. That because Captain Marvel was so milk toast and so boring, and so I already know everything you're going to do. And it's like okay, the characterization is bad enough that and it's not just. The acting, the writing of the character was, you didn't know, at the, you end the film knowing nothing about the character other than she wanted to be a fighter pilot and became one and crashed and then became Captain Marvel. I actually never see this movie. Uh, but the, you know, all right, let's imagine that you gave really spicy food to Tony Stark. Let's say you sit down, he's like, whoa, you can already imagine in your head how Tony Stark, as played by Robert Downey Jr., would react to eating spicy food. Sure. You can already imagine that. I cannot imagine how Captain Marvel, as played by Brie Larson, would react to eating spicy food. Would she smile because it's nothing to her? Would she? I have no idea. Uh, you could, re if I imagine giving a cute puppy to the Vision and Scarlet Witch, who are like exactly two or three happen, characters yes. for the Avengers. Yes. No, exactly how I, that I play. can imagine how they as a couple would react with each other, with the puppy. I have no idea how Brie Larson would react. I have no idea how Captain Marvel would react to being handed a cute puppy. Would she go, oh, why is this a puppy? Why are you getting this? Or, oh, I have no idea. The characterization is so weak. I have no idea how she would react to anything. But we know the cat would eat it. Maybe. The cat so was... it's a threat to the If affection. it's a threat, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. But. You know the cat, like, you can imagine the cat cuddling it or being happy, you know, or, or and then when no one's looking, blah, 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 you know. So, yeah. But you have no idea with Captain Marvel. And it's just... Got it. Sad. It's starting to feel like a movie by Boardroom. Say the main character for a social cause. He's very... 
Yeah, I agree exactly. It feels like a movie by committee. Hmm. Uh, say the main characterization per a social cause seems very calibrated. It is, and it's not even. You can't well even executed. be mad at it for like this is all just a women strong men suck film. It's not, and they're very careful to make sure it's not. But they put just enough. She had to deal with these men being jerks to her, so you feel justified when she beats up a man later. Even though you, in any other film, you wouldn't need wouldn't that. You're beating him it up because he's the, the bad guy. Thing. Yeah, he's the bad guy. You beat up the bad guy. That's what superheroes do. Right. You don't and... need to justify it. Uh, so there's all these levels the film kind of fails on. It just feels, you know, the film is very comforting. It's there. It's kind of, it never fully climaxes and it never fully descends. It's always just kind of. It's like oatmeal. Yeah, it's like oatmeal. Oatmeal is a great plain, way for it. Plain oatmeal. Plain oatmeal. It'll fill you up. It'll fill you up. You, you, it has all the nutrients you need, but. Yeah, it's warm. It's, it's, it's there's, no, there's no wow factor. Yeah. Yeah, it's. And I, 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 at no point was it looking at my watch like going, oh God, why isn't this over yet? Which has happened many times for me in the movies. Like, why isn't this done? Mm. It ended when it felt like it should end. It lasted as long as it felt like it should last. And. You know, when I felt like 30 minutes had gone by, check my watch. Yeah, 30 minutes had gone by. When I felt like about an hour and a half had gone by, look at my watch. Yeah, it's been about an hour and a half. Right. So, what would you give per- us Yes, way? exactly, Duncan. It needs more personal context rather than a generalized allegory. Right. And I never felt... By the end of... Let's try to pick a different film than Iron Man or Captain America, Thor. Dances with Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I always default to dances. No, all right, I'm trying to pick another Marvel. Okay, I will say, by the end of Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier, which is a great mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. I felt you could feel a connection with not only Captain America, but also with the just introduced Winter Soldier character and kind of the struggles he was having. And you had an idea of how deep their friendship was, even though he was an amnesiac whose mind was being completely messed with the whole time. By the end of that, you still had the idea of their deep bond and how everything meant to them from both characters. And you get none of that here. You you never you feel closer to Captain America and Bucky by the end of that film. You feel felt their struggles. You feel like you know something with them. You don't feel that with Captain Marvel. She was there, and she was invulnerable to everything, and nothing was ever really a problem. She never really had a problem that you saw. She had flashbacks of problems. But you never felt closer to her by the end. She's a closed book the entire time. So if you had to give this thing a rating, what would you give it? Two and a half out of five. Two and a half? That's... Right in the middle, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so here's the thing. I chose that picture because that is a very meh picture. Two and a half stars. Right. It's not bad. It's not good. It's okay. It's an okay film. You know? If you yeah. go in there with your own personal agenda, you will find it in this film. You know, if you go in saying that this is proof that she should never have had a film, you can find it. If you say this is proof that she is great and women are strong, you will find this film. It's everything to everyone. And yeah, it's whatever you want time. to find in it. Yeah. I was hoping for a good film. I didn't find that. I found an okay film. Right. It's, it's, it is the, 
I mentioned the movie by the third Lord of the Rings. Had to go all the time. They were being rescued by the Eagles. Longest ending sequence of my life. Yeah. This never felt overlong, though. It was, like I said, it had nothing that made me hate it, but it had nothing that made me love it. If someone said, hey, tomorrow I'm going to go Captain Marvel, I will buy you a ticket and a, and, uh, and a large soda. I'd say, I'll buy myself some red vine. Sure, let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to seeing it. I wouldn't tell anyone else not to see it. If you were inclined to see it, go see it. If you were inclined not to see it, you're not missing anything. That's where it is. And I hate Alrighty. saying that because I want comic book movies to succeed. I want them to be good. And I liked Captain Marvel as a character of the comics. So, yeah. All right. Fair yeah. I thought they could have done a lot better by Nick Fury as well. But that's neither here nor there. I could, you could, like I said earlier, you could make the argument that a lot, 20 years can change a man quite a bit. Mm. Okay. Okay. You never know. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was my review of Captain Marvel. Excellent. It's a film. <laughs> Check local showtimes. Wow, that that's that's a quick that, show for us. Really? It's it's almost two hours. Is it? Yeah. Wow, that was it. a long show for us. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you everyone for watching. Hope you enjoyed that. Make sure to spread the word. Remember, for each and every single goal we hit in 2019, we'll have a special contest for the venue supporters. If all four goals are achieved in 2019 and help for three months, Legion Myth will have a giveaway. Give at least a thousand of prizes, including Heathen Dogs, Computer Expertise, Garthon's Epic Painting, and more. And we are counting that in the 1,000. That's on top of it. No, it's counting in the 1,000. Duncan says, not because any is evolution smile. Play it now on the Foundry. Do they ever address the original Captain Marvel? All right, let me go back. Marvel. Yes. Annette Benning, the scientist who she looks up to, she finds out is actually who developed a fast and light engine that they're trying to get, or light speed mm -hmm. engine they call it. You find out that her she's actually a Cree named Marvel. So yes, they what? turned Captain Marvel to a girl and killed her in this film. Outstanding. Didn't even die of super cancer. No. Oh, must have been super testicular cancer. Uh, so she crashed and died and then got shot. Well, she got crashed and then lived and then got shot by Yon Rog, and that's how she died. Spoiler alert. Um, You're supposed to say that before, but okay. Nah. <laughs> this isn't going the RNG anyway, so we're all safe from that. So, oh, okay. yeah, Marvel was in there. Yes, Raiders Lair, seriously. The original Captain Marvel, Marvel, is now a female scientist who gets who dies in a flashback. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I kid you not. Yeah, like I said, as a comic nerd, I found that highly offensive. Mm. I shouldn't say offensive. That's not the right word. Stupid. I was Inappropriate. Like, Come on, really? But if I had no idea, as I'm going to say 80% generously it's probably closer to 90% of the audience going to see it has no clue. So it's fine. It's fine. But, but where were the Nega bands? There are no Nega bands. The, the Nega bands were introduced later. Where's Rick? That's later. <laughs> they, did they ever, they never introduced Rick Jones. 
in the whole. No, games. no, they didn't. No, they didn't. In uh, any movie. No, they didn't. No. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, moving on. So remember, we have two over 200 plus hours of family-friendly live weekly live streams. So please check those out. I'll guarantee every day with the soda content. It is amazing with giveaways every soda content. He the dog is streaming. Let's play a pacify. It is making him very sad, which makes us very happy. And mm. he teams up with Garthon and often Elgarian to play Star Trek Online. Sunday night and Thursday. Thursday. Uh, it's time to start the music, my friends, because the time has come to start the music. So make sure to spread, join the Legion. Spread the word. Join us on Discord. Follow us on Twitter, at Legion of Myth. Watch us on YouTube. Go to YouTube, look for Legion of Myth. We are there. We have a channel. You can watch us live on Twitch. It's the best way to interact with us. Braves like this. Those who are conquerors in the 70s are, are uh, on up or offended. Yes. Audio version of this live stream is available through SoundCloud, iTunes, and find podcast artists everywhere. Let us know what contest interests you. Your support keeps us going. We appreciate it. You can support through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Myth. A Streamlabs donation is nice. Streamlabs.com. Twitch.streamlabs.com slash Myth. Or getting our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com. Yes, fell to heart like that, you madman. Thank you for that cheer in Twitch. Cheer 100. And they most directly and influence us. Also get our gear. Press your friends, intimidate your enemies, find love. Please with gear, shop.spreadshirt.com. Remember, we have our big monthly giveaway, 16th of March, 2019. We'll give away up to three $25 Amazon gift cards for subscribers only, plus many other giveaways for non-subscribers. Just followers get those. Come on, spread the word, boss driveway every month. Join us at Gen Con 2020. Take registrations in January for the event in August. We know it's early, but we want you there be with us. Remember, Max Leo streaming on YouTube, The Angry Slow Show. Lock up the women and children and be aware that everyone shall be offended at the end of Angry Slow Show. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Remember, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great, everyone life.